Readers, welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And today we are going to talk about internal goals again. Again. (laughs) Um, Specifically how you can use them to give characters dimension and humanity and just like complexity. So um, you want to define internal goal again for us before we dive in? (laughs) So the last time we talked about internal goals really heavily was in episode number seven, just called WTF is Agency. Um, And an internal goal is the thing that your character like really, truly, deeply wants underneath what they're externally pursuing in the story. So they have like the external goal, then they have their internal goal. If you want more on external goals, etc., go see uh, episode seven. Go listen to episode seven. But the internal goal, the thing that they truly want underneath their external goals is um, it's like that that inner desire that's driving them. Yeah. It's often subconscious, sometimes buried, hidden. That means that they don't often know that this is what they really are trying to get. But it should be clear to your reader and to definitely you as an author that this is is what they're really trying to get through the pursuit of their external goal. So it's something that they want, like regardless of how they change, they're not going to really want to – they're not going to change away from wanting this internal goal. Our goal is to – to give them that internal goal, like to get them to that external uh, internal goal place. So um, usually this is what is going to connect them to your reader yeah. because it's a universal human want. And that's what we're talking about today, how yeah. this connects them to the reader. It's the – whenever we talk about morally gray characters or like terrible characters that we love, right, if we think about shows like Peaky Blinders or Game of Thrones – Um, we, you know, we're talking about the thing that connects us to, to that, right. Mm -hmm. To that humanity. Um, we, because everybody has human desires, right. I I often like to look at, um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. It's an imperfect tool to use, but it is a good inspirational place I think to go for like, what are basic human desires and needs that your character wants? Um, you're going to add nuance to that as to why they want it, how they want it, you know, what they believe about it. But it's that it's that thing, that human thing that they want that everybody can identify with in some way, shape, or form. And so, you know, if a character is doing horrible things mm-hmm. for, you know, safety, we get it. We understand yeah. it even if we don't agree with it. Yeah. So this internal goal idea, the reason I brought it to us today was exactly because of of this question of if you have a character who wants something or that you know they're pursuing something that maybe might not immediately make sense to the reader or the reader might not necessarily agree with them right off the bat, we have to show that internal goal so that the character becomes relatable, understandable. They have that three-dimensional essence that you often hear with with characters, they need to be three-dimensional. They need to be complex. Mm. This is where you give them that complexity because they're they're setting out to do something in the story, which is their external goal. But the reason why they're doing it is because they want that internal goal. And we give them these two things paired up together to, to show who they are, to show mm-hmm. their dimension, to show them, to make them understandable. Yeah. Um, and, so to kind of tie that, because I think – That can be confusing, right? How the external and internal goals tie together. So just to kind of reiterate, right? We 
as whenever we want something external, it's because we're after something internal, something mm-hmm. human, right? So, um, you know, we might be someone who wants to do really, really well at a, you might have a character who wants to do really, really well at a dance recital, but it's because that character is trying to impress their parents maybe and like mm-hmm. get love or get respect or impress a friend and get respect from that friend, right? Or a mentor, Um, There can be a lot of different reasons why we're doing something external. And the thing that makes us us, who we are, is that internal desire that's driving it. Um, I like to use the Hunger Games example because every kid, right? So if you you haven't somehow (laughs) come across the Hunger Games, what's wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) But really. (laughs) But the basic premise is like every kid in the arena or – kids get picked they're put in an arena for a televised fight to the death right and mm-hmm. so these kids they're some of them are there on purpose some of them um got chosen randomly but all of them want to survive right mm-hmm. like i mean maybe there's a kid in the arena who doesn't want to but for the most part right every single kid is trying to survive but what makes them individual is the reasons why they're trying to mm-hmm. survive right so the re- the thing that makes katniss the main character of the hunger games who katniss is is that she wants to survive so she can go home and make sure her family survives she yeah. feels a responsibility to um keeping her sister alive and well and so that makes her her that makes her em- you know, we can empathize with her even when she's killing other children, right? Because we understand why she's doing it. Um, And then, you know, other, there's kids who have volunteered to do it because they want the respect of their, um, you know, their home districts, their hometowns. Mm -hmm. And so we don't agree with them. We understand why they're there. We understand that they've been bred, right? For Mm -hmm. this fight to the death. um, And that this is like the accumulation of their whole life's purpose, right? And so we can maybe pity them, maybe empathize with them, but like we understand why they're there and making the decisions that they're making. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about the relationship between that external goal and that internal desire. Yeah. And I think it's really important to know this uh, when you're developing your character, but to show it on the Mm. page very clearly. Um, So I've been working with two. The reason I thought of this was because it came up in two different client calls with two different clients, literally back to back, like (laughs) one day. And then the next day it came up and we were talking about this where um, one of my clients um, is writing a story where the main character is um, it's a YA. It's a coming of age. It's a, it's a discovering like how you want to move through the world and, and what you believe about love and the feeling of brokenness. So one of her main characters um, believes he himself is very broken. And so mm. because of that, he's naturally very angry. He's very hurt. He's very upset at the world. So he has a slow temper. He's quick to judge, all those things. Um, and as we were developing scenes for him and as we were looking through some backstory scenes, it was it was easy for that character to come across as very unlikable, um, unrelatable. He's difficult to understand because he's so angry. And not yeah. a lot of people – like. I think you can relate to anger, but not a lot of people immediately are like, he's so angry. I love that character, right? Like that's a difficult thing to get across is is developing a strong and deep connection. So we were talking a lot about like, what do we do? What, how do we make him feel a little bit more um, understandable? And it was mm-hmm. 100%. His internal goal was not clear on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, this character just truly wants to be loved 
he's so hurt and angry because he believes that he's broken, but on the inside, he really just wants to be loved. And so um, when we just had his anger there, it was like, oh, this guy's being ridiculous. But when Mm -hmm. we put the thing, when we put the internal glow on the page of like, he's been rejected his entire life. He has no home. He really just wants to find um, someone who loves him for who he is and like to be accepted and to feel belonging somewhere. Um, His his anger wasn't so angry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it took on a different dimension to make him a real person. A lot of us can feel that way. Like we've got a chip on our shoulder because we felt rejected or we felt hurt. Mm. Um, and his his anger became reasonable, understandable when we made his desire to be loved um, clear on the page. Mm. Um, and I had a client the very next day who the character wasn't quite so angry, but she had definitely been hurt. And so it was it was hard to make her decisions clear on the page because we weren't showing her desire to be safe. Yeah. Her desire to feel um, like her bubble, nothing could happen inside her own little bubble with her family. Um, but once we gave it that level, that depth of, well, this character really just wants to be safe. That's why she's so standoffish to other yeah. people. It was so much stronger of a scene. You were in it. that As you read it, you were like, oh, wow, I get it. I understand why that person is the way that they are. Um and it was really interesting because after we had talked about that, this this second client turned in this scene to her um, writing group. Mm. And they came back and they were like, oh, that's the best scene you've ever written. Mm. And she came back to coaching with me and she was like, they said that was the best scene they've ever written, but they they did not understand what I had changed. So mm. like, it's such a small little thing that as a reader, they might not necessarily pick up on, but it makes such a huge difference yeah. to like feeling what that character to their ability to connect to why the character is doing what they're doing. Yeah. So I know that there are definitely folks who are probably listening to this thinking, okay, well, how do I, if the internal goal is subconscious and hidden, how do I show that (laughs) on the page? What advice would you give? Yeah. when When we say like it's hidden and subconscious, they couldn't name it. So like I don't think that this character that I that my first client had, yeah, he's not walking around thinking, oh, I just want to be loved. Mm-hmm. But there's such an undercurrent in what he like searches for, and and I'm talking about like the way he moves through the world and the way he processes like what he's experiencing. Where if you have him being angry, he can then like process that by thinking, um wouldn't it be so nice if I like could just have a home where I don't have to worry about feeling so broken all the time? Yeah. And it, it's – we insert that through the way that they think. It's not like he's thinking my greatest desire is to be loved. But mm-hmm. it's thinking and like um, why, are they, why are all these people out to get me? Like yeah. all I want, all I want is just to to like to feel like a normal human being. You know, yeah. it's it's the way, it's the um, extra way that you talk about it. It's the way you're dancing around that concept yeah. of love in this example. It's how they would articulate yeah. it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you can show that through projection, right? Mm-hmm. And jealousy, right? Yeah. Jealousy is an, an envy, our emotions that show what we actually truly want. So, mm-hmm. you know, a character like that could be very, very jealous of somebody who does have love um, and think they don't deserve it or whatever and have thoughts like that. So even if he doesn't realize that he's after love, right? He's he's showing that he it actually yeah. is by this projection. Um, an yeah. exercise that I recently did with a client of mine who was having trouble with that nuance was I, I suggested that she interview her character on the page, um, just not in a scene, but just interview her about um, how she felt. It was, it's a character who's basically um she was trying to figure out how this character would articulate her views of her daughter um, and kind of how she felt about her life since her daughter left home. Um, and we were talking about how a lot of her feelings about that are, are, are buried on purpose because she yeah. doesn't want to realize that she's lost her purpose in life um, it, because her, her daughter was her purpose and now she fees, feels aimless, but she wouldn't articulate it that way. And so um, I had her ask a series of, you know, seven or eight questions to this character and have that character respond. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the way, and it was fascinating because the way the character responded was so beating around the bush. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like she, and then she would even say, oh, well, you know, this and this and this, but you know, whatever, you know, and so it would like slip out and then she'd be like, she'd change the subject, right? Yeah. The character would change the subject. It was fascinating. I was like, look at how much came out in what you've shown via how she answers these questions and the questions she resists and the ones that she's open about and the way she she pivots and redirects, right? And so there was so much that came through that as humans we can recognize um, when she did that versus like trying to like rotely put internal yes. processing on the page. Like she, she was having trouble with that. She had to get into her character's voice and how her character would explain and yeah. describe the things that she was dealing with and the things that she was feeling um, and describe the things she didn't want to feel. Right. And, and how she got around that and hit it and the way she kind of talked about it. So that's, that can be kind of a cool exercise yeah. if you're struggling with how to show that kind of a thing. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm reminded too of the the backstory exercises that we do with our clients where um, this internal goal has existed in a character's life for pretty much as long as they can usually remember. Like it's a something that has stemmed from usually a childhood experience where they're they're looking for that, they're searching for that internal goal for a very long time. Backstory scenes are about how they have formed their flawed beliefs about what has happened in their life that has created this belief that they hold that now shapes their worldview, which leads them into the story and sets up their arc for change. So ultimately, we're trying to change them away from these flawed beliefs. But when you when you sketch out and when you write backstory scenes, you can really narrow into what that internal goal actually is, mm-hmm. why they have it, and then tie that to the development of their flawed internal obstacle belief so that on top of character interviews we because we with this character that i'm talking about in particular really struggled with what his internal goal was like Mm -hmm. at the formulation of it and it wasn't until we started writing backstory scenes where we were like no that's not really what it is i think it's this instead i think it is love because at first it was like respect at some point it was control but it wasn't. It wasn't either of those things when we got mm-hmm. into writing the scene because what he really wanted as a child was just love because it had been taken from him. 
Yeah. So we got to write those and got to see how it formulated to kind of straight up say it just in backstory because backstories are, you know, they're not going in the actual document. Uh, And that, that was a fun exercise to really narrow in. Why does, what is driving this character and what does he care about? And then how in the pursuit of that, did his flawed beliefs start? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting. I had that same exact experience with a client recently where we were, we wrote her backstory scenes for her character thinking that what she wanted was to um, basically impress her parents um, and like get their respect. Mm -hmm. But after we had written, you know, three or four backstory scenes, we realized when we looked back, what was really at the core of all of the decisions that she was making in those scenes was a desire for life fulfillment that Mm. she felt she could, she didn't deserve until she had her parents respect. Right. So it's not that it was incorrect, but there was a deeper layer that was going on. And we had to write through all those backstory scenes to realize, Oh, she's not really after like, you know, approval. Yeah. Not really. She's after a fulfillment, but she feels she has to have the approval before she deserves to go after fulfillment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a layered thing. Oftentimes mm-hmm. I find that internal obstacles can be very layered. Um, yeah. and so if, if you're struggling with one, ask, okay, well, why do they want that? Why, right? they why want does that? she want her parents approval? Because she, you know, does she want their love? Does she want to, you know, open doors for something else? Um, yeah, the why question is is a useful yeah. one here, and as always, but as, especially as, here. As always. Um, and I think that's why it so often comes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, because those are like baseline human experience needs. Um, because the more you keep asking why, the more you narrow down to one of those things, usually, not always, but yeah. it's a good start of thinking like, okay, if I'm going to keep asking about this character, he wanted control. Why did he want control? Because he felt like once he got control, he would finally be able to be loved. He would be loved. Yeah. So like that's how we got – that was the same way of – that's why we started with control and um, respect was because mm-hmm. he felt like if he really was respected, then finally he would be able to be loved. So it, it's interesting how the deeper that you dive, the more you ask why, you get at the heart of it. And then yeah. that's where a character truly starts to shine. Mm-hmm in my opinion, and why it's so important to make that clear on the page. Um, And this is something that like, as a pantser, I'm used to exploring as I write and like Mm -hmm. getting to the heart of it, because I've had a very similar thing where my characters set out with very um, firm perfectionism ideas of you cannot fail. And it, it showed up as approval of her parents and approval, approval of basically anyone, approval Mm -hmm. at her job, approval of her family, approval to like validation is really what it came down to. She wanted to be validated. Um, And so the more that I wrote that and the more that I explored, like how would she talk about it? How would she beat around the bush? Yeah. How would she actually think about this? Um, It took a a nuanced shape. It took a different shape than what I had set out to, to write. And nuance takes time. That's the yeah. other thing oh, that I'm struggling with right now as I start a new book. Um, and nuance takes time and I hate it, but it's true. Um, because you can't know the nuance of, this is why backstory scenes are so important. You can't know the nuance of what somebody wants until you 
know what their life has been like until you've yeah. lived through the nuance of their life. And then the nuance of why they feel the way they feel and why they want what they want comes out in just beautiful ways. And, and even the nuance of why and how they talk about what they want. If, if their desire is something they've been told they never deserve or shouldn't, you know, that is shameful to want, then they're going to deny it. And denial can be very effective yeah. at showing what somebody actually yes. wants. Cause the more they deny it, the more you're like, mm, you actually want that. Yeah. Um, like any romance novel. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what I have been talking to you about this, uh, with this client, um, whose character wants that fulfillment. She feels she doesn't deserve it. And so she doesn't really go around thinking I want my parents approval and I want, you know, fulfillment. She just, does things right she just shows up for her family and she's like well this is what people do right mm -hmm. and so there's there she kind of prevents herself from being too introspective which is very powerful in showing what she wants because where you the reader can tune into where she's not letting herself kind yeah. of go um and that that nuance took lots of backstory. It took lots of character table discussion. It's taken two mm -hmm. rounds of Act One, you know, drafts. Yeah. So um, it's it's difficult, but be patient with yourself. And it's okay if it feels too cookie cutter or like too yeah. cliche or too cardboard at first. Just keep digging into the details. I'm saying this to myself. Keep digging <laughs> into the details um, because the nuance will come out of that. Yeah, I think that's so important to like set expectations for what this process looks like um yeah especially with me too it, it is a process of, of discovery and i'm not even talking about discovery writing i'm just talking about like the more you get into it the deeper that you get into it it really shines light on these areas um and that's important it's important to put that work in it really brings another layer and level to yeah. this it's almost like you're trying to connect your subconscious to your character's subconscious and you just can't force that. Yeah, no, <laughs> you can't. It takes time and getting to know them, right, before you yeah. can see. You're trying to see through what they can't even see mm -hmm. um, and that it just takes time. Yeah. Um, if you're still thinking like, okay, I know I need an internal goal. I know that kind of it's discovered a backstory. I know that kind of it's that you can find nuance the more that you write it. Um, we like to start asking, you know, the, I'm going to give you a linear way to do this, but just know that there's so many different ways to explore than answer this question. But the, the baseline question is why do they want their external goal? What do they hope to get out of it? That's kind of like the good starting spot. But the more that you know your character, if you feel very forefront in your character versus in the plot idea that you have think about like what have they desired their whole life that they don't have that they feel like is missing what is their life lacking from one of these maslow hierarchy of needs to like give you a, a jump off point yeah. and because they feel like that's lacking what are they going to do to search it search it out what do they feel like they need to accomplish in order to get that thing that they lack yeah. um so you can do it either way. You can start with your external goal and think about, hey, they're 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 doing this thing. They're trying to accomplish this thing. Why? Or what do they believe their life is lacking? And start with the internal goal and then think, okay, um, if they believe that, what are they going to do to try to get it? Yeah. 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 And I would just add, it can be very, very, very subconscious. Like it yeah. can be subconscious to the point where your character 
would reject the idea that that's a thing yeah. that they want. Um, like my, like or I was just talking need. about this client would reject the idea that she wants fulfillment yeah. because she thinks that that's a shameful thing to desire. So allow it to be very, very, very subconscious. I get that a lot, a, a lot of pushback of people who would be like, well, that's not what they would say. It's like, it doesn't matter what they would say. It's what subconsciously deep, deep down inside they really are lacking right mm -hmm. at a soul level. So just allow yourself to explore that and, and allow it to be contradictory, right? Allow them to allow it to be a goal that they would totally reject um, because that's very powerful. <laughs> yeah. So don't resist that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Then the last point that I have is this is something that I highly encourage you to study in books that you read mm. um, to ask these same questions of those characters. Because I think that um, we absorb lots of knowledge from doing that. We've talked before, you and I, Emily, yeah. and especially with our community, Tenacious Writing, how important it is to study published works. But um, this feels to me like one of those things that the more you absorb it, the easier mm. it naturally becomes. It's just like it is for our characters, sometimes subconscious, it can feel that same way when you're writing it. So yeah, like dive into those published works, dive into what is this character, what's their external goal, and what is that internal goal that they really think that they want or that they are unsure that they want or that they are hiding from themselves. Um, a lot of that you can really determine in Act 3 because that's where they get it, usually. Mm -hmm. um, that they're... We, they're searching to do this external goal task or achievement. Um, so at what point do they, number one, complete that goal if they do it all? And number mm -hmm. two, when do they get their internal goal or what does that look like? So what's that character in the final snapshot of the book thinking and feeling and experiencing and how have they processed the events of this book? Do they feel whole again? Mm -hmm. Do they feel mm -hmm. like they have that thing that they didn't in the first scene? I love that. It can also be a really fun exercise just to, to that. I feel like what you've described is really looking at how it, that's implemented in a story, yeah. you know, via a written story. But I think there's something to be said for just kind of passively being a little bit introspective about the characters you connect with. Um, mm -hmm. And that can be television characters as well. I do this all of the time with, especially with morally gray characters. So yeah. like all through, Peaky Blinders or Succession yeah. or anything like that. I'm like, well, you know, Roman in Succession is doing this because <laughs> he is like feels that he's never been loved, right? Like he's after dad's affection in this way for these reasons, right? And this character is doing it for for these reasons. Um, and you can it can kind of be a fun way to do some character exploration. But what you're really asking is why do I empathize with yeah. this person? Mm -hmm. What is it about what I know about their past, what I know about their desires? that allows me to empathize with them, even if I hate them, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Roman is disgusting. Um, but I can empathize with him because I've seen his relationship with his father, right? Um, and then say, like, Tommy Shelby in Peaky Blinders mm -hmm. is like, it does horrible, awful things, but you see his love for his family and you can kind of understand uh, and like his his fears yeah. to see his nightmares about the war. Um, and so you get to understand. And so just start to notice like some of your favorite characters, especially if they're morally gray, yeah. where, where's your humanity connecting with their humanity in a way that allows you to empathize with them. And that'll help you start to practice this, finding this complexity in depth. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So to wrap up here, um, we have mentioned this a couple times on the podcast. We are getting these questions, but if you have a writing question that you would like us to tackle on the podcast for a listener question episode, 
um, feel free to email us in your question at info at goldenmayediting.com. It can be any type of writing, life, craft, community, uh, challenge, question, whatever that you're experiencing. Throw it at us. We're going to cover it. Um, and then in your email to info at goldenmayediting.com, put podcast question in the subject line. Um, we have been getting your email, so if you sent one in, thank you so much. We're collecting them. And at some point in the future, we will do a listener question episode. Woohoo! Woohoo! All righty. If you want to build a successful, fulfilling, and sustainable writing life that works for you, you've got to get on our email list. Sign up now to get our free email course, The Magic of Character Arcs. After seven days of email magic, you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night. Link in the show notes. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Bye.